0: will please turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 as we visit that good old story once more. Luke chapter 2 verses 8 through 20 will be our passage of study this morning. This is God's holy, inerrant, authoritative word to us this morning. let us go into Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And When they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it has been told to them. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for your word. And we thank you for this Christmas story written for us that we may believe Jesus Christ is the Lord, the Messiah the one who has come to save us from our sins. And so, Lord, may we not be unmoved this morning by this story that, although familiar, is so very good, and so very full of your great and precious promises. Lord, help our hearts to be moved by the wonders of your love. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you were commissioned to write a story about a great king who would be born one day, how would you begin your story? What characters would you include in your play or in your story as it began to take shape? What, what characters would take center stage? What, what pomp and circumstance would you include in your story to celebrate the arrival of a sovereign Well, I can tell you what you would probably not include in your story. Shepherds. They wouldn't be there. They would not take center stage in your story. Why? Because in biblical times, shepherds were actually considered to be the lowest of the low in society. They were not trustworthy. In a court of law, their testimony would not have been permissible because of their profession. And they certainly didn't carry any religious clout because of who they were. And this is one of the reasons why we know that the Christmas story and that the Bible is true because it does not contain fantasies. It contains real facts, real details, real people, real stories. It's too good, too true to be made up. If it was a made up story, then Jesus would have been born in a palace, surrounded by elites, not in a stable, surrounded by shepherds. And so our Advent series this morning brings us to the wonder of the shepherds. As we look at their important role in this Christmas story, everyone knows what a shepherd is. We sing about them at Christmas time. Our children dress up like them for Christmas pageants. They They show up in our manger scenes on our front yard. But who were these shepherds? And why do they play such an important role in the Christmas story? Because they are as much a part of the Christmas story as any of the characters that we sing about and read about. But think about it. These shepherds don't go on in the New Testament to play any other important role. We don't read that they become apostles or preachers or missionaries or those such things. But we do know in the Old Testament they do play a big role. From the earliest times, Adam was basically... A shepherd, as he was given dominion over the creatures. Later, his son Abel was called a keeper of the sheep. And as the story of redemption unfolds, we see that Jacob and his sons were shepherds, as well as Moses and David. Many of God's great people in the Old Testament were shepherds. Favorite song among many is the shepherd's psalm, Psalm 23, where we learn that the Lord is our shepherd. And later, Jesus goes on to proclaim in John chapter 10 that he is the good shepherd, who was willing to risk his life for his sheep. Shepherding was an honest living, but it was hard work. It was what we would call a blue-collar profession. Shepherding was basically a full-time job. And so shepherds probably couldn't be with their families and with their friends like they would probably have liked to have been. Nor could they take part in many of the strict religious traditions, again, due to their responsibilities for taking care of their flocks. What you need to know this morning about first century shepherds is this. They were sinners. They were considered sinners by society. They were notorious for lying and cheating as they would take others' flocks, as they would mix their sheep in with others. A shepherd would have been an example to those in the first century of what a sinner was and so this is why it is amazing this is why it's absolutely astounding that the first witnesses to Jesus' birth outside of his parents perhaps the innkeeper were shepherds that god's promise would be fulfilled by revealing his glory to shepherds sinners Outcast in the eyes of the world. And so, why do they earn such special privilege as serving as eyewitnesses to the heavens being opened and the angels seeing and actually laying their eyes on the baby Jesus? Wouldn't it make more sense for God to have sent his messengers to the wise and the learned, the rich and the powerful? Why make this hugely important announcement to a bunch of ragtag shepherds? Well, the Bible actually tells us why, and this is a theme we find all throughout scriptures. The Apostle Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 1, he says, For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. And James also picks up on this theme where he says, listen, my beloved brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he has promised to those who love him? That is what scripture is all about. That is the good news of the gospel that God takes those who are low, who are sinners, who are despised, even they can be saved by the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so when the angels announced to the shepherds that they had good news of great joy that will be for all people, for everyone, this promise was being fulfilled in the very presence of the shepherds in the Christmas story. And this good news that came to the shepherds, it did not leave them unmoved. They were filled with wonder. They were filled with wonder. And so let's look closer at this Christmas story once again as we discover the wonder of the shepherds. What caused them to wonder at the incarnation? Look at verse 20. It actually tells us that they were filled with wonder because of what they heard and what they saw with their own eyes, what had been told to them. Let's look at that briefly. The first thing is that the shepherds were filled with wonder because of what they heard. Well, what did they hear? They heard the greatest news in all the world. And the response to this news is that they were filled with the greatest joy, the greatest hope, the greatest happiness that had ever been uttered. What was this news of great joy that they had heard? The Messiah was here. That the longing of every heart was now being fulfilled. They heard the glory of God being praised among the countless host of heaven. They heard that the Messiah had come to bring peace. Peace between God and man. Imagine if you will, being a devoted devoted Jew during this time, 400 years of silence from God. No prophetic word perhaps very little preaching and teaching on hope. And then all of a sudden, angels appearing, revealing a glory that perhaps had never been seen or heard before. Good news of great joy. God has arrived. It doesn't get any better than this. And to the shepherds, this good news had to fill them with a happiness and with a wonder that few of us may ever experience. You see, this good news was not just for moral people. This good news was not just for rich or religious people. It was not for privileged people. It was for all people. And for a shepherd who was considered low and outcast by society, this good news was even for them. Maybe that's what you need to hear this morning. This good news is for you. Maybe you are looking for good news in other places. Maybe you're wanting some good news to come from someone or something. Maybe it's a Christmas gift. Maybe it's a family member that you hope will come through on their promise this year. But no matter what, the news doesn't get any better than this. That the gospel is for all people. The good news is for all people. This good news is that God who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? The shepherds, they were filled with wonder because of what they heard. This good news. Do you hear it? Do you hear it? We have sung about it. You now see it. Do you hear the message of Christmas, that a Savior has come to save you from your sins? Will you go to him as the shepherds did? They were filled with wonder because of what they heard. They were also filled with wonder because of what they saw. After the news was announced to them by the angels, I wonder how long it took them to recover from You know, the glory of heaven just beaming on them brighter than the sun, surely knocking them to their feet, knocking them out of their senses. How long before they recovered? Until at some point they said, we got to go to Bethlehem. We've got to go see this thing. I mean, we can't doubt it, right? I mean, the heavens were just open to us. The the angel proclaimed to us, let's go see this thing. And they found the baby, just exactly as it had been told them, Mary and Joseph, and a baby lying in a manger, a feeding trough, not a palace, not a mansion, but perhaps a tumbled down stable, where animals were kept. And in that moment, their faith had become sight. They saw with their own eyes what the angel, what the Lord had told them. The shepherds were were filled with wonder at this point. How long did they stick around? I love to go and visit uh, parents in the hospital after they had had a new baby, get to hold that baby and see the joy on the parents' faces, see this beautiful child that had come into the world. But at some point, okay, pastor, it's time for you to leave. You can't stick around here. It gets a little awkward. What about the shepherds? They, they, they. they could, 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 could you imagine, they had to leave at some point. They, surely they wanted to stay. They, they saw it. They were filled with wonder at this baby that they had just saw the heavens opened up, the glory of God being declared, and now they saw something even more amazing. What could be more amazing than the heavens opening up and multitude of angels singing, praising God? It was a baby. A baby. feeding trough. That was more amazing to them. They... Saw God in the flesh, a baby lying in a manger. Do you see what God has done? He chose the low in the world to proclaim his glory on high. What is written for us here, what is recorded for us, is fact, it is documented. It was written down. There were eyewitnesses. We can actually imagine with our own eyes this story. And we have two options. We can believe it. Or we can reject it. What will you do this morning? Will you believe the Christmas story? Or will you reject it? What I believe that God wants us to see This Christmas is that Christ is the longing of our hearts. He is the hope that we have been looking for. He he is the glory. He is the fulfillment. He is the longing of all our hearts. Even more than shepherds seeing angels in heaven is this baby lying in a manger who is Christ the Lord. And will you stare and wonder at what God has done in the incarnation. If you do, I believe you too will be filled with wonder, love, and praise. The shepherds' simple faith had a rich reward. They had the amazing privilege of being the first to see the eyes, with the eyes of faith, a Messiah who had been born. God came to save sinners of whom shepherds, and even you and I, are the worst of sinners. (laughs) The Christ came for all people. And last we are told the shepherds were filled with wonder because of what had been told to them. This is another thing about the Christmas story that we must not miss. Christmas came just like the prophets and the angels said it would. All the promises, all the hopes the Messiah would come were now being fulfilled, that a Savior has come and God has come just as He said He would. In Isaiah, the Lord Himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and you shall call His name Emmanuel, which means God with us. For many of us, we have heard the Christmas story over and over again. It has been told to us since we are children. It is sung about even on the secular radio. And yet, do you believe it? Do you believe it? Have you put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was born into this world, born to die for us? This morning, you have been told, the word has proclaimed that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. Many of us who are parents, we're constantly giving our children warnings for them to do certain things and don't do certain things, and often we're telling these things them to do certain things or don't do certain things for their safety. You know, don't run with the scissors, you know. Don't bang your head up against the countertop, you know, those kind of things. And the warning often goes if they went against the warning that you gave, you might say, well, I I told you that would happen. I gave you that warning for your safety. And when a child doesn't follow through on this particular Instruction, often there's consequences, right? Well, this morning, we're all children before God. We are all being told this morning the good news. We're all being told to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because salvation is found in no one else. Salvation is found in no other name under heaven but Jesus Christ. The Lord. We've all been told, just as the shepherds were. Again, I wonder how long did these shepherds stick around the manger scene? We don't know for sure. At some point, they had to leave. They had to let Mary and Joseph care for their child. They had to return to their homes and tend their flocks. They didn't stay there forever. But we are told what they did as they went home. They returned glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard. Shepherds, why this jubilee? Why your joyous strains prolong? Why they gladsome tidings be which inspire your heavenly song? Glory to God in the highest. They glorified, they praised God, they worshipped. Imagine the townspeople as this band of shepherds were going through, (laughs) what's gotten into them? You know, when did shepherding become so exciting, you know? They glorified and praised God because of the greatest news that had ever been given. What about you? What about you when you leave here this morning Or when the Christmas season has come and gone, and you return to your homes, your families, the busyness of your life, your job, prepping for meals, Christmas shopping, paying bills, homework, yard work, housework, traveling, emails, chores, text messages, football games, all of it. Will you forget this good news? I hope not. May we all return to our homes today glorifying and praising God for the gospel because of what God has done through Christ, that the gospel has come to everyone, even us Gentiles. You do realize this morning that we are Gentiles. We were excluded from the covenants of promise. But there's good news. The gospel has come to all people. And this should create a wonder among us. That we who had no claim on the covenants of promise, Christmas has brought this good news that the promise is for everyone. This is great news. The gospel is for everyone. So let's go tell it on the mountain. (laughs) We'll sing that here just in a minute. And remember, these shepherds, they were labeled as sinners. They were given no prominence in society. And yet they came away from the manger scene, changed. And they realized that they mattered. That they mattered. That they matter because the gospel is for sinners. Sinners like you and me. Jesus Christ was born to save sinners. This morning, you matter to God. You matter to God. Though some of you may be sitting here this morning and thinking that you have sinned too greatly, that you are too far gone to matter to God, that is not true. That is a lie. You matter to God because Jesus was born to save sinners. Treasure that in your heart this morning. Let's pray. Oh Lord, as we we zoom in more and more on the Christmas story, as we think about shepherds, Lord, help us to see ourselves in them. Lord, we are undeserving. We do not deserve your love and favor, but that is what makes the gospel such great news that while we were still sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. We thank you for your most precious gift by sending your one and only son into the world, born as a baby lying in the manger save us, to teach us, we matter. Thank you for your amazing fatherly love to us. Lord, help us to go from here changed, singing and praising you for who you are and what you have done. In Christ's name we pray, amen.